Ladies and gents, welcome to episode three of Shane's Sports of New York, now available on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and all other podcast outlets. I am your host, Shane Palmer, and today we are back talking some Yankees baseball. Ever since our first episode back in February, this Bombers team has certainly hit its bumps in the road. With unlikely heroes in Gio Urshela and Domingo Herman leading the charge to the top of the AL East, there's only one thing holding this Yankees team from unleashing their full potential, and that's starting pitching. But before we break down some possible package deals, who we want to see toe the rubber and pinstripes, and which particular outfielder some of us have a bone to pick with, let me introduce my esteemed guests of Pat and L. What's up, guys? How's it going? Okay. Hey, how are you? Introduce yourself, Pat. Oh, yeah, I'm Pat. You know, um... Anything you have to say, Pat? Uh, just uh, yeah. First time here on the podcast. Yeah, first timer. Um, big Yankees guy. Uh, big Giants guy, but mostly Yankees. Yeah, we're glad to have you on. Really glad to have you, Al. Thank you. You want to introduce yourself? So I've been on here a couple of times, I guess. But uh, excuse my voice, I lost it. So that's uh, kind of it. She was at Gub Ball. For those who don't know, she didn't. She didn't lose her voice. Uh, screaming at the Yankees TV last night after a. Rough loss to, to Boston, but let's transition. We're going to talk about starting pitching for most of today's podcast, uh, but I know Pat wants to say something about uh, Clint Frazier, who played a big role in the Yankees' loss last night. This guy is a monstrosity to all outfielders in the history of sports. He is – let me tell you something, Shane. Watching him field is a little bit like the Knights fielding. Basically, you for those of you that don't know, we'll give a little preface here. The the Knights is our is our baseball team, the Full Park Knights Varsity Baseball. We've had a rough 20, season. One in twenty, to be exact. Listen, every single ball that's hit to right, he's running straight back, and it's always at home. Always. That's pretty much it. That's all you have to say. Hey, what am I gonna say? I mean, I mean, he doesn't get down to field the ball. He's he's let he's letting the ball come to him. And as he's lifting himself up, the ball's going right under his glove. Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with his concussions. You like still think that's playing an effect? Well, I, I don't know. I, I saw in Kansas City, he was a little scared to hit the wall. Well, yeah, and that's... Then, but I, I don't know. I, I think he's a little weary of diving or just making mistakes. Except Even last night he proved he can dive, well, just missed the ball yeah, when he I dives. But I think he was trying to, like, retaliate for... You know, his, um, he probably was trying to hold back a little bit because he's still a little he's a little afraid to to try anything, risk anything. But I don't know why he would try to make these plays in the first place. El, what do you think about Clint Frazier right now? El, El, what's your opinion on Clint Frazier here? Um, well, I think like his shoe game, very good. <laughs> yeah, but don't you think that's a problem? That's that's like major problem. I think he's too distracted. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it has become a distraction actually. Um, just kind of, I think like his hitting as of right now has been very good. But I definitely know he is a hesitant outfielder, as you said. You were talking about the wall because of his concussions. I think that's why he's hesitant. He doesn't want to like. Kind of how like Brett Gardner will like throw himself like out there. He doesn't want to do that because he's concussion prone. So he's playing it safe. But I think 
And if he's really concerned about that, then he should like look into <laughs> figuring out how to not do that. Um, because he's got to be a more fear- fearless outfielder, honestly. Well, I don't think he's going to be a fearless outfielder for the New York Yankees for long. Because with some of the with some of the trades that we're going to talk about today of who we think the Yankees should get, he's probably going to be a centerpiece in most of them. But before we get there. Uh, I've spoken about him on previous podcasts, one of my favorite pitchers in all of baseball, former Astro and former Cy Young Award winner Dallas Keuchel, is now officially a free agent without any compensation compensation attached to him. There's no draft picks. The Astros don't get anything if he signs somewhere. So he can sign a nice $12 million, $13 million deal for one year with any team, play out the rest of the season. His agent, Scott Boris, said that he's good to go. He could be ready in a week when he signs. So, Pat, what do you think about Dallas Keuchel potentially being a Yankee? You don't have to trade anyone. You get him for money. I think he's a pro, but I think I think that doesn't stop you from getting a, a Marcus Stroman or Scherzer. I think he's nice. He's almost like what Jay Hat was last year, you know, kind of stabilized that rotation because you can't have a bullpen day every one time around a rotation. Yeah. I think, And I think when you have him and Severino comes back, I think a six-man rotation would be great because Tanaka with extra rest, CC with extra rest. Um, yeah, I think it will help big time. But do I don't think he's going to, you know, be, you know, Cy Young caliber anymore like he used to be. But I think he's a solid three to four. Where, where do you move Jordan Montgomery when, when he comes back in I think end of slide, July? I think you slide him in CeCe's spot. I so know. where do you put CeCe? Who's been pitching, even though he just got, he's been on the DL, what, two times this year? He's he's pitched to an ERA like right around 3.5. Yeah, you're right. No, I, I don't know. It's just the thing with CCs, he, he can only go five innings, six innings tops. Like, well, last night was six, right? Yeah. I think it was the first time all year he went to the sixth inning. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. I just – I don't think he's – he should be starting the playoffs at least. Oh, what do you think about adding Dallas Keuchel to the Yankees roster? As of right now, I feel like I don't have an opinion on him yet. I mean, he's a very good pitcher. Um, and as of right now, you know, but, you know, I don't know how, as of right now, we might need him, but you want to think about it long term. Like, if you sign him, it's not going to be, you're going to look at him in terms of if you're looking at the postseason. That's where I think if the Yankees sign him, they have to realize that that's a postseason move, that the reason they would sign him in the season would be to help them beat the Astros, you know, that's what we can't get over. You need something like that to help you. So I think that they're really thinking about the like the end of the season and trying to get a championship. They may have to spend a little money and get him. I agree. I agree with the whole postseason thing. I definitely think he helps now, though. He the Yankees, like Pat said, are running kind of a four man rotation with the, with the bullpen in certain days. CC just came off the DL, so they don't have to worry about his spot right now. But you got Jay Happ, who's been prone to the home run ball this entire year, pitching in Yankee Stadium. He has not been the uh, the player they traded for uh, last year's deadline with the Blue Jays. But Dallas Keuchel, his main thing is he might not strike out a lot of guys, but he's a ground ball pitcher, and that's exactly what you want at Yankee Stadium. And I think he would be a perfect fit. I don't know uh, how much rust he has coming off. I know he's been pitching in extended spring training. Uh, we would have to see. There's been a few Yankee scouts at each of the simulated games. I've read on Twitter reports that he hasn't looked his best. He hasn't been that sharp. But still, a Dallas Keuchel that can eat innings, that's a ground ball pitcher. I would take that if you don't have to give up some of the uh, capital from your farm system when you say that. Yeah, I agree. I think as long as you can keep 
Florial or Davy Garcia, I think it's it's a it's a win win. I think, but I like I don't know, I, you said we're we're going to get into it, but you say that if we make a trade for a starting pitcher, that Frazier's going to be like a centerpiece in that deal, and I think that's one hundred percent true. I think um, I think I w- I personally wouldn't give up more than Frazier and like another top prospect. I think Frazier is like. The highest I'd go for anyone on the market. Well, let's let's break it down right now. We are, we're going to have three categories today. We're going to have the expensive options. Some of those guys that might cost a little bit more from the farm system, might cost an experienced veteran, while also taking the cap hit of some of these big price guys. Middle of the pack guys who are kind of either going to become un- unrestricted free agents in the relatively near future, or they're at the tail end of uh, whatever career they've been running at the team that they're at. Um, and then the cheaper pickups, guys who are kind of on the lower end who are having just as good seasons that might be a good fifth option if the Yankees wanted to go that route, especially with Montgomery coming back. But let's start with Max Scherzer. We're going to go with the big one first. He's an unrestricted free agent in 2022, so he's got a few years left to control. Only problem is he's making $37 million a year. That's $37 million against the cap. That would definitely put the Yankees over. And he's age 34. 34 years old. So his contract would expire when he's 37. Um, This year, he hasn't had the best record, but he has a 3.06 ERA, 117 strikeouts, over 85 and a third innings pitched, and a 1.13 whip. So he's had a fantastic year, hasn't been getting the run support he needs from the Nationals, especially with their bullpen. Uh, Al, what do you think it would take to get a pitcher like Max Scherzer to come over here? Well, I think... In my personal opinion, I think Max Scherzer is going to stay in D.C. and retire there. But that's my own personal opinion. But, um, yeah, I don't think the Yankees have but They obviously don't have the money. Do you think that um, the Yankees would try to get one of the other national starting pitchers? Because there's no way the Nationals can keep this going with a, with a 500 record for the rest of their days with such high-priced uh, players left on their roster? Do you think Strasburg or even Patrick Corbin is an option at this point? Yeah, I think someone who's not, you know, you don't, like, when you think of the Nationals, you think of Scherzer. You might not think of these other pitchers while they're still good. Um, the Yankees could definitely capitalize it on and make them kind of a, their star pitcher, I think. Um, I would definitely, like, you were talking about going to, like, the lower-end pitchers that are kind of, like, under the radar, still good, but, like, aren't the biggest names. I think that's the best bet for the Yankees right now. Uh, if you were to trade for Steven Strasburg, what's what's maybe some of the players that you'd include in a deal? Don't know at, the, at this moment. Would you would you would you add a Clint Frazier in a deal like that, or would you would you hold Pat on? Him? Um, well, I think you would assess what they need, or like what you could get the best deal out of it is, and if if that means trading someone like Clint Frazier, then that is maybe what you do. Um, maybe someone I couldn't think of that at the time since we were just talking about him about anybody else who we might trade for that, but you, I think it's a you know it. Maybe something that they could think about adding that in just to make sure they. Pat, what do you think about Max Scherzer and well, the whole Nationals rotation? Well, I think this this was a topic of conversation 2017 with Verlander, and that season Verlander was not as good. And Cashman said in their interview, like after that whole thing happened with him going to the Astros and then beating us, 
he said that he didn't – he looked into it, but he said it wasn't going over the cap. And I think Max Scherzer someone who's proven and someone who could help you win now. And for a Yankees team that underperformed, underperformed last year, I think you got to go on. And I would give up – well, I don't – it's it's say. tough because Verlander, when he pitched, when he came to the Astros and he had those seven starts, he had a .64 ERA. Yeah, like he was yeah. unhittable, and then yeah. he was unhittable in the postseason, there's, and that that took them to the to the World Series. There's no guarantee that's going to happen with Scherzer, but I would say at that point, at this point of Scherzer's career, he was he's a way better option than Verlander was back then, mm-hmm. and I think he's almost as sure of a thing, was way more sure of a thing than. Um, Verlander was then. So, yeah, I think you give up quite a lot for him. Even though they're getting – see, that's that's where I don't know because they're the Nationals, you're really helping them out with the cap. As good of a pitcher as Max Scherzer is, he's such a huge cap. Yeah. And unless they're paying half of it, like I can't see this deal being that big. That's like the same thing as Stanton. Like you took on Stanton's monstrous contract and you didn't have to give up a lot because you were taking that cap hit. So, I mean – I've spitballed a, a few deals out there. I was thinking maybe a Jordan Montgomery once he comes back because he's a solid rotation piece. I think you'd slide in as their, you know, fourth starter. Um, Jonathan Holder out of the bullpen. He's gotten better over the past few weeks. Uh, I think he could go right into their setup man if they decide to keep Sean Doolittle. Um, Clint Frazier, I would probably would be the main piece in the whole deal, adding the outfielder. They'd have a nice outfield rotation of. Victor Robles, Juan Soto, Clint Frazier with Adam Eaton uh, in and out of there because I don't think Eaton is as good as they did when as good as he was when they traded Giolito for him, which has proven to be pretty a pretty lopsided trade at oh, this yeah. point with Giolito oh, yeah. pitching to a .69 ERA um, over his last seven starts. He's been remarkable uh, this month of May and, and parts of April, but I just think that. You really and and people have told me like oh you have to add in more like Miguel Andujar and like you could but I just think that's a lot and it's not a lot saying that Max Scherzer isn't worth that because he is but his capital is not worth uh, giving up that much of the farm system. No, I agree. I agree. I think I think the only way the Yankees make a trade is if they get if they trade some salary relief away, someone like a ten million dollar guy. I don't know. Can you think of any other golf on top of the head? No way, Ellsbury. They're not taking that. But. They wouldn't. They definitely wouldn't do that. Ten million dollar guy. I mean, they're not going to trade unless Hap. But there's no way they would trade yeah. Hap because Hap's on a on a multi year deal. Um, Tulowitzki was obviously signed for nothing, and then other guys, Brett Gardner's going nowhere on the team. Um, so there's not really any any veteran player that you could trade right now. That's true. Um, even from bullpen starting rotation and and players in the field that would make sense. You'd have to go with some of the uh, younger guys to get them, but we could talk and we're going to talk about right now some of the cheaper but might cost more in the farm <laughs> system options in Trevor Bauer and Marcus Stroman. Now Bauer is currently in his third year of arbitration. He'll have his fourth and final year next year. He's twenty eight. This year is a 3.87 ERA, uh, 96 strikeouts over 83 and a two-thirds innings pitched with a 1.18 whip. Uh, he's had a very up-and-down year, but um, definitely started off the season better than he is right now. 
Uh, and then we go to Marcus Stroman, who's currently in his third year of arbitration as well and going through his fourth and final year next year and is also 28 years old. He has a 2.84 ERA this year, so almost 100 points less. Uh, he does have a 3-7 and seven record, but that's mainly because of the Blue Jays and their inability to keep him uh, in games with whatever lead he gives them. Uh, with 59 strikeouts over 76 innings, so definitely less than a strikeout per inning. He's not really a strikeout guy. And a 1.3 whip. So, Al, which of those two guys would you be more interested in, and what would you give up to get one of them? Hmm. Um. Ooh. You come back to me on that. Yes, gonna... Pat. Pat, you take this one. You gotta go I don't with, know. You gotta go with Trevor Bauer. I mean, you just like Trevor Bauer I, as a Trevor person. Trevor Bauer is one of my favorite pitchers. Him and Mike Clevenger are two of my my favorite non-Yankee pitchers. And they're on the Indians. Yes, but Trevor Bauer last year is zero. It was two point two one around think, there, and then he broke his leg off of a line drive right to him. I think that he has, as he could be a Cy Young award winner. I don't think Strowman could ever be that in his career. I agree. He doesn't rack up enough strikeouts. Um, he'll never amount to any wins with the Blue Jays, at least. But no, you got to go with Trevor Bauer. I also just think when you look at both of them, Trevor Bauer is definitely going to take up, um, once they're done with their arbitration years and they want to either re-sign or enter free agency, Trevor Bauer is going to have the higher contract. That'd be Because he's been the better pitcher he, over his career. He says he wants to. One-year deals. Yeah, to maximize saw that. his leverage. That's Which, pretty awesome. Yeah, that, that is for him. He's a genius. But what does that do for the Yankees? Does that affect your decision wanting to trade for him? Like, no. why would you want to re-sign him once every year? An absolute win now, Mark. It can't. There, there can't be any, no, you know what, let's just save it till next year, save it till next year. Right now we're – Plus, he's still got the year of arbitration. So, you got, like, two two years right now where you can be, like – That's fine. He's under the – he's only at $12 million this year at yeah. the cap hit. So, he's under the cap. He's fine. Uh, Al, what do you think? So I, I definitely think that the Trevor Bauer, kind of what you guys were just talking about, so pretty, I think, like, what was going through my head as I'm... I think, Al, you cut out there for a second. All right, I will get back to you on that one. It, it appears that you've, uh, you've cut out. Um, but, yeah, I, I know where you were going with that route. Oh, you back? <coughs> oh, please don't die on this podcast. I'm trying not to. <laughs> All right, but we'll, we'll leave it at that one for you because we know you're going to talk about Trevor okay. Bauer and, and kind of agree with what we had to say there. He is the better option out of those two. Looking at all the expensive options, um, I mean, actually, we, we should break down. What would you give up to get Trevor Bauer? Trevor Bauer. Well, do you think the Indians will take Clint Frazier back? That's the thing. I don't know. I say absolutely. You think they'll take Greg Bird? Absolutely, yes. I know uh, when we were trying to get um, either – actually, no, not Carrasco, but um, Kluber or Bauer, we were asking about them. They wanted Sheffield and Florian. Yeah. There's no way. You do that. Well, Sheffield's gone. Boy, Sheffield's that, on yeah. a matter now. Four, I, I really, I don't, I wouldn't. He's unprotected. Like, yeah. He is, you cannot. If, if there's any guy that I'm not letting go that's not already an established player on this roster, it's Florial. Yeah, Florial. And Garcia. Yeah. Maybe, it's it's tough because then you look at the pitching prospects, Albert Abreu, uh, Domingo Acevedo, you have those two guys. He's like 26, though. So, you, I don't like that. You'll get anything from him. Chance Adams? Oh, man. 
I think you Chance gotta, Adams is a throw-in. You know, I say maybe explore Herman. Sell him high. You know that's not a horrible. I'm gonna. You're trading for a pitcher. That's not a horrible idea. And Herman's not gonna go deep into games later in the season. He's got he's got an innings limit. I'm not mad at that idea. I, I think really, that's perfect. Even if you throw in like Montgomery, Craig Bird. Oh man, I don't. We don't. We don't need Greg Bird. We don't really yeah. want Greg Bird. So why not that. just try to shop him? Just see. Just yeah. see. Like if we throw in Greg Bird along with Herman. And I don't even know another bullpen, another lower prospect, maybe Tyro Estrada is just another guy. Uh, would you give us you, – you like Tyro? I love Tyro. He, he got shot. I know. And he's back before Ellsbury. <laughs> That's true. Estrada against a gun. Estrada was out for a little, little less than a year. Ellsbury against flat ground. He's been out for two years. That's a fact. So, uh, Ellsbury, it's it's actually it's insane when when you look at how he probably he's not going to play this year. Ever? I don't think he he's not going to play in the Yankees again. <laughs> there's, there's no way he can. And what does he have? Three years left. What is, uh, two, I think. Two what at this job. point. You know, um, Ellsbury. Every every single time, like Sweeney Murdy or whoever asks Boone about him. It's like, oh yeah, he's starting his rehab. He's, start, he's starting to go to extended spring training. He's in Tampa. Something came up. So <laughs> here, we shut him down for a couple of weeks. It's like just, it's got to be something deeper than that. It's probably like, hey, listen, we're collecting this insurance money. Definitely, we'll give you something on the side. Just pretend you're hurt and don't say a word about it. He's okay. <laughs> it's crazy. Al, what, do you have any uh, opinions on Jacoby Ellsbury still being out? <laughs> Jacoby Ellsbury, who? That's what I have to say. Oh, he's he, like, where is he? He's nothing. I think. Yeah, he's certainly, he's amounted to nothing at this point in his career with the Yankees. And, you know, although, and we're going to get into this now because they've, they've explored he, like, Where, you never know, maybe a minor league, maybe, you know, sell him to a team and that team will put him in AAA. I don't know. It's very possible, but from Jacoby Ellsbury, we could talk about some of the other pitchers that maybe the Yankees could trade the Ellsbury contract in order to get, and this has been rumored before, but Madison Bumgarner, who is a middle-of-the-pack option, I would say, because he's right now age 29. He's an unrestricted free agent next year, currently making $12 million this year, and um, his stats from the season, he's pitched to a 4.01 ERA. He's given up 10 home runs. Uh, which is a lot at this point in his career if you look back at some of his stats. 74 strikeouts and 74 innings pitched, so a strikeout and inning, and a 1.19 whip uh, with a very low war at .3. And he's allowed 4.74 runs per inning, which is the highest in his career by far. I think after that was 3.63. So he has not had a good season um, in terms of giving up runs, especially the long ball. Pat, what are your thoughts on Baumgartner, and do you believe when he says the Yankees are on his no-trade list? Well, he used that for leverage, right? So he picked eight teams that would be interested in him, and so basically he can decide where he goes just from that. But I believe – I don't I don't think – he's nowhere near the same pitcher he was. Um, his velocity is way down. Um, even his location, I feel like he tries to make up for his velocity. By trying to pinpoint accuracy, and it just doesn't then, work. Yeah, so – I. And in, in San Diego, uh, San Francisco, and he's he's giving up the long ball. That is not good. Mm-hmm. So I, and then you go to a, a little league ballpark in Yankee Stadium, 
with a 316 down the line in right field. I say no way. Oh. Even I feel like he loses value as like in the National League where pitchers can hit. Like he's yeah. one of the best hitting pitchers oh, that we can't hit. Stud. He's a stud hitter. My God. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I just don't feel good about him. And also he, um, well, what was I going to say about Bunkar? Oh, go, go ahead. And I'll, uh, I'll remember. Oh yeah. He, he's not even the most, he isn't the pitcher that I want from uh, San Francisco. I would want Will Smith. It just to throw in the bullpen. I would prefer that way more than... You think we need another bullpen arm? No, but it's just, <laughs> it is just awesome. Just to see... Yeah, just to see how... Just to see him, like, maybe come in the fourth inning and then hold their fifth and then... Because you don't want to do that every game. The point of getting... No, I know, I know. A starter is to just eat innings. But I'd rather have him than Bumgarner because... Yeah, interesting. Bum- That's interesting. I just think, you know, you look back at Bumgarner's postseason stats and you see he's one of the... Best postseason pitchers, honestly, of all time. With I, I know lowering your interest rate to as little as six point nine percent. Your we eligibility expires shortly, so please yeah, consider this your final. We have a phone that won't shut off. There we go. I'm, I apologize for the uh, for the phone going off. But anyway, Bumgarner, he um, <laughs> it's hard to get back on track after that. He's he is one of the best postseason pitchers of all time. I broke it down. Uh, in a different podcast uh, previous to this where we talked about all his stats and how he is a workhorse and all that. But, Al, what, what are your thoughts on adding Bumgarner possibly for a little bit less? I, I think that might be a, a good idea, I think. <laughs> I think Al uh, is having a few phone problems today. Um. I'll, I'll fill in. I'll fill in some of the space here. I don't. What, Pat? What would you give up to get Baumgartner if you're going to trade for him? The absolute minimum. I mean, would you try to see if they take the Ellsbury contract along with a different prospect? Yeah, they should have done that this offseason, but I. There's nothing like. He doesn't really interest me at all. There's nothing that I would. So you're staying clear from him. I am going. How about, way south. What if about a different? Middle of the pack pitcher with Mike Miner, who's kind of yes. have a resurgent year with the Texas Rangers. I would rather have Mike Miner any day of the week than Baumgartner. Look at his strikeout to innings ratio. I know it's he's insane, nasty. We were he's disgusting. At, yeah, and I know this week because he's on your team in fantasy, fantasy baseball, yes, and it's it is really made me mad that you have him. But no, he is uh, he is well, he, you know, he was a huge prospect with the Braves. Had a few good seasons, never really got healthy enough. But now, you know, he's made his resurgence and uh, he is a bona fide stud. I would say him too. Now, for wins above replacement for pitchers, 2019 in the American League, he ranks first. First among all American League pitchers yes. with 3.8 war. Um, he has he has a shutout this year, so he's gone the full nine. Um He's had, where is he, ERA. His ERA currently ranks fifth uh, in the American League. Uh, he's just had, he's had an all-around great season. 76 innings pitched with 80 strikeouts and a 1.9, 1.19 whip. Uh, he's, he's 31 years old, so he's a little bit older. Uh, he's an unrestricted free agent in 2021, so you have a few years of control, and he's making $9.5 a year. I don't think you'd have to give up a lot to get him, and I think he does what you want him to do, which is eat innings, pitch well, pitch deep into games because yeah. he's shown he can do that, and just get you 
get you to that bullpen, the end of the bullpen, Batantis will be back soon. You have Odovino, yeah. you have Chapman, you have Holder and Green should be back to where they are sooner Kane. than later. Kane Lee is, Kane is my favorite. Kane Lee, after spending a lot of time in Scranton last year, is finally back, pitching to an uh, ERA about 1.5, which is phenomenal. Uh, El, what do you think about Mike Miner possibly as a cheaper option that wouldn't cost you Clint Frazier, wouldn't cost you uh, Floreal? Hmm. I actually haven't really thought about that. Well, I, I definitely think we're having a, a few phone problems today. But Not ideal. Not ideal. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Pat, Pat and I are having a great time over yes. here. And I know Pat wants to talk about, because we've talked about this before, a cheaper option, which is Caleb Smith, former Yankee. Yes. Only two years removed from yeah. being a Yankee. 26 years old this year. He has one year of team control left and three years of arbitration. So you've got him for a long time. He's had a 3.10 ERA this year, 61 innings pitched, 80 strikeouts, and a .97 whip. That's some of the best numbers we've heard today. And I was looking at this before. We're going to go over some of his stats here. Uh, he's third in the entire National League in whip. Um, in strikeouts per nine innings, he is second with 11.8 this year in the National League. Hits per nine innings, second with 6.049 in the National League this year. Um, he's been he's been great, and he has one of the highest ERAs in the National League. Pat, what would would you want Caleb Smith back? Do you want to go back to that? Because he hasn't been good besides. All right, you ready? Yes, sir. And we are back here on Shane Sports in New York. We that was um, we had some phone complications. I know we had one phone ring already, and then L somehow disconnected. But she's she's been in and out all uh, the entire podcast anyway. So we thank her for her time. She will not be joining us at the end of this one. But I'm still joined with Pat Fagan, who will now be breaking down why he does or doesn't want Caleb Smith back on the Yankees. Well, here's the thing. I don't want him back because I'm very stubborn with that. I, like I said, or we didn't get that, but I trust Brian Cashman and Jeff Fisherman and all of the analytical guys in that department. I trust their evaluation of talent. But the thing is, if he just somehow had a breakout year because of, you know, he found out like how to increase spin rate or velocity or movement, whatever that may be, then you got to take a chance on him because that just shows you how analytics help the game in that way because you see all these like emergences, whatever, you know, like <laughs> the emergence of some breakouts yes. of pitchers, especially with Lucas Giolito, who we exactly. touched upon earlier, who finally found his stuff this year and at age 24. And you ask these guys, and it's all spin rate. It's all spin rate. So if that's the case, take a flyer on him, give him a call, see what you can get. And Would you give up Tyro Strata for him straight up? Yes. And you would I, do that. I, you think they would take that? I I don't think they would do that. What if what about if you had in Luis Sessa? Luis Sessa is a bonus. Just to get rid of him, I would do that in a heartbeat. <laughs> I would I well I said this before, it got cut out. I would take a car, like a real car. Yes. Yes. Get it? Okay. Now drive to to Florida. Go to Miami. Go to Miami, yeah. Yeah. And I'll and I'll call. Um let's go with Cheater. And I'll say, all right, guys. Give me Caleb Smith, drive him back up, and then I'll take Luis Sessa and I'll take Estrada and I'll I'll make a stop. I'll dump Luis Sessa into the ocean and then I'll drive Estrada back. 
You'll drive Estrada back. Yeah, well, he's a great guy. Back he's to the not, Marlins organization yeah. or back to New York? No, no, no. I'll give him to the Marlins. Oh, okay. It's fine. Deal's a deal. But Luis Sessa deserves to. Wouldn't you rather just give Sessa to the Marlins so they can dump in the ocean themselves? Well, yeah, it's warmer there. Actually, no. It's colder here. So he can he can suffer in the coldness. Okay. All right. If you want to do that with Sessa. I, I honestly, I truthfully think they would take that. But let's hit on one more pitcher. Uh, age 28, Matthew Boyd. Detroit Tigers. Yes. Tigers will not be contending this year. Tigers will not be contending next year. Right. He has three years left of arbitration, currently making $2.6 million in 2019, almost nothing against the cap for the Yankees. So they, they could play around with this however they want. 3.01 ERA this year with 97 strikeouts across 77 and two-thirds innings and a 1.02 whip. Yes. So how do we feel about potentially adding Matthew Boyd? I love him. His mechanics are beautiful. Especially from the left side, Southpaw. Well, Caleb Smith's a lefty too, but he's like Matthew Boy's a true lefty. Just long arm, has a nice talent as fastball. I love him. I think that they should 100%, 100% go for him. And I would give up. I would give up more than you might think for him. Frazier, I don't know, but I would. I would definitely give up a lot for him. Um, I think he's worth it. I think he had a decent year last year. They they just threw him out there. Would if they said we'll take Greg Bird, Bye. Tyler Wade, and some pitcher? So give up the Rail Riders for three four hitters for <laughs> for uh. Let's say what if, let's say yes. they said Chad Green, Greg Bird, and oh. Tyler Wade. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I would do that. You but would, the, yeah. But the thing is, um, Bird used to be my favorite player, but after this year. Him getting hurt. I, I can't believe it took you till this year. I just, I just have a soft spot for him, but he just—he has a soft spot in both of his, both of his legs, both of his, his feet, body. Just, he is a soft spot. He, I, I just, I just love the guy, but he's so like, it's so hard to really like root for him. And this in the spring training, he had a great year, spring training, but well, not year, but you know what I'm saying, great four weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, he's done that before though. Yeah. But it's kind of like a mirage. That's that's the thing. I was like, oh, I like it. And then I noticed. I was like, oh, he's going the other way. But it was only when hard-throwing pitchers were on the mound. And he was actually late on inside <laughs> fastballs. And I was like, oh, well, that's why. And then you see, you know, opening day. Actually, opening day, you know, home run. But since then, I mean, Urshela has – well, this doesn't sound too crazy. But he is – But, like, and then when you look at it, for first baseman in general in the Yankees – Yeah. Bringing him back, he's behind Luke Boyd. He's behind DJ LeMay if they're going to play him at first base. Like he, he he's has, behind uh, Phil Nevin, the third <laughs> base coach. I mean, he's he's got a long way to work back here to even be considered uh, to be on this I, roster. Again. I I was talking about this with my dad the other day. I think there's absolutely no shot he plays another game for the Yankees. No so Rail Riders, yes, you know, but but I like Mike Ford. Uh, Mike Ford, you know, I mean, <laughs> Mike Ford back to lead off for the rail riders sometimes. Crazy. That is crazy. I still don't understand how he can see with the with the helmet that low on his head. Yeah, he looks like a. He looks like one, one of those British guards that the Yankees will yeah. see when they go to London in a few weeks to play the Red Sox. Don't like that. But before we wrap things up here, I know Pat said he wanted to do a few Yankee predictions, but we will be back. This is not another three month hiatus. Uh, we will have some special guests. We won't say who yet. Coming on the show in the upcoming weeks um, to talk some Yankees, to talk some other baseball in general. But Pat, uh, if you want to give a prediction for just this week, where, where are the Yankees going? This week. They play. They're at Toronto, at the Indians, and then they come home to play the Mets. 
I oh Mets is a sweep. Like I'd put anything on that. But actually it depends who's pitching. But I, I have confidence. DeGrom has not been himself this year. I don't trust yeah. anyone on the Mets set to get the Yankees hitters out. I know he's he's been terrible, but he's dirty. He just I don't know how anyone hits that. It's like a ninety eight mile per hour fastball starts in the righties batters. We didn't say it, but would would the Yankees possibly entertain the Mets with offers for Syndergaard again? Because we've gone through this for the past two yeah, years they now. They wanted uh, Sanchez and and Glaber. Like they get out of here. at this point. Get out of here. No way. I don't even know of a possible deal that that would make both sides happy. Like the Yankees, they need outfielders. I would say, but they wouldn't take just that. I was reading something. Some Mets fans, well, Mets fans are not Brody, but they were like, "Oh, I'd do that." But then, you know, that's obviously after a bad start by Syndergaard. But I would – I don't think I'd – you know, I don't think I'd give a lot for him because he gets – he has a huge – Last year I threw out a trade. Miguel – this was last year in, yeah. in the middle of uh, Andujar's, like, great stretch that he's going through. Awesome. Andujar, Batances, Clint Frazier, or Syndergaard. I know. And Mets fans wouldn't do it. Yeah, but now... Well, that's fans. Met fans not doing it as Met fans. This yeah, is We're talking about bro, Yankees and Mets management yeah. in general. Uh, I was going to say, too, um, what was it? Syndicard, he is. he should be better than he is. So if they if they by any chance get him, I think he's not going to be... He know, wouldn't rank high on my list. It would cost so much. It would, if yeah. I had to rank some of these guys that we've talked about today, Scherzer's the undisputed number one. Yeah. Um, I'd probably put Mike Miner second. Pat, you want to say something? Yeah, so Syndergaard, right, went right when Brody, you know, took air, was, you know, their GM, um, he immediately, like, started putting Syndergaard out there. And he Syndergaard was once his client. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I'm just speculating. But I wonder if Brody knows something about Syndergaard and maybe, like, health-wise or, you know, his UCL is hanging by a thread. Something like that, where he would, you know, put him out there, and maybe something's wrong because you see poor results now, and it's all location. The mm-hmm. velocity is there, but mm-hmm. location is the biggest, um, you know, uh, red light. Well, we'll have to see if if they if Brody does a deal with Cashman Crosstown Rivals here in New York. It'll happen. Um, you think it'll happen? Not that particular one, but uh, definitely, definitely a trade within the next three years of Syndergaard. No, 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 no. I'm saying between, between the Mets and Yankees. And, and with some significance. Like, not just, oh, I'll give you... Jacoby Ellsbury for your own assessment. Yeah, or, yeah oh. <laughs> I think I... No, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Ellsbury is a lefty. You got to take him. Oh, Short yeah, point. Of course. Um, <laughs> as we wrap things up here today, uh, Yankees predictions for the week. I They should sweep in Toronto. It'd be nice to take the series in Cleveland and then take care of the Mets at home. You can't always uh, get the wins that you hope for, but the way the Yankees are playing right now, uh, surprisingly, I saw the stat today. Last year, at this point, they were 40 and 18, and this year they're 38 and 20, and they've lost wow. so many guys this year from playing with an injured team. It goes to show. But the last year, once they played 500 baseball, mm-hmm. that's this is the real important. This will be the test. And I think adding a pitcher, yes. one more pitcher. 
will, will be a telling sign if they can do it or not. This team is better than the team last year, 100%. Just Which is like, crazy to think about. Yeah, the, like, the camaraderie between the players, like, it, you can just see it. Like, it's not – there's no more lifeless games. Like, we were down 8-2 yesterday to the Red Sox. Last year, we would have, whatever, thrown out. It probably would have ended up being 11-2. Yeah. Yankees don't even attempt to We threw to out that. David Hale, and he was still in the game. Everyone yeah. was still up. Yes. And he, he, was, he was solid. And then you see the seventh inning. They threat to score. Eighth inning, they score three. They score three. And last thing they threaten to score two. Yeah. I don't know. I was listening. Um, I think it was A-Rod was going off on tangent oh, last man. night about Kendrys Morales laying down a bunt for a hit when Kendrys twice on Saturday night almost <laughs> got thrown out on singles. It should have been clear singles to right A-Rod, field. A-Rod yesterday with Sanchez. What's up? He was like, he's like, you know, he's like, you know who Gary Sanchez is a lot like? And, and uh, you sound exactly like him, which is that, ridiculous, right yeah, there. He was like, um, he was like, he's a hybrid of Big Poppy, Manny Ramirez, and David Ortiz. So Big Poppy and David Ortiz, he's a hybrid of both <laughs> of the same player. He's a hybrid, basically twins, David Ortiz, <laughs> and then Red Sox, Big Poppy, and then Manny Ramirez. Which he's a, he's a clown. Arad's interesting to listen to on commentary, but that the, the the tangent that he went on about bunting for a base hit. <laughs> When even Matt Vasgersian afterwards said, well, you know, Alex, Kendrys Morales has never even attempted a bunt for it in his entire 13-year he, career. He can't walk first base. <laughs> I mean, he, he stumbles. Like he's, he can't, like, bend his feet. He's Remarkable. But we'll leave it with that. There's obviously a lot to talk about when it comes to the Yankees, and we'll have podcasts coming with more Yankees uh, content in the future. I would like to thank Patrick Fagan for coming on the podcast thank with me you, today. Sir. Uh, wherever Elle is right now, whether she's listening at home or trying to recover from Gov Ball uh, this past weekend, we thank her for coming on the show. And thank you to all the listeners who have tuned in again to another episode of Shane Sports in New York. We will see you next time.